It is so long to get this shit going again. Uh, I've got some good stuff to talk about when we get to the shit. Not film. That you do, That's what I've been up to and all of that. Man, I should have took oh, a shit beforehand. Yeah, dude, that's part of getting set up. It's taking a shit. Yeah, I should have. Now it's like I have to like hold it down, you know? Well, why don't you go for a quick shit? No, oh, Shane, let's just draw this out from, and make him hold it until like he's at the bursting point, and then it has to eventually shit on Mike. Fuck, you're getting me hard, man. <laughs> it's going to be a three-hour episode. <laughs> hey, you know what? That'd make a fucking change, actually. Well, when you guys are talking, I'll go sneak, sneak a... Sneak a pinch a loaf off, you know. Real quick. Just yeah. have a bucket set up next that. to you. My goal is that you guys would never even know that I left. <laughs> you started recording yet, Ryan? <laughs> I did. <laughs> best intro. Oh man, we should have I should have asked Val to be on this for her best video games. Ah. Damn it. Oh well fuck her, up, her, you know. Wake her up right now. <laughs> oh, this coffee's hot. I'm drinking a, a blue monster. Oh, blue monster. Whoa. Low carb, you know. Sure. Smart. Yeah, you know, More I love chemicals, the less carbs. Live a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> healthy lifestyle? What's that? Well, I'm eating my strawberry milkshake pop tart. Oh, that's a fancy flavor. I don't think I've ever had that. Yeah, my buddy told me that they were out, so you know, I went to the local Strack Mantill and picked me up a couple boxes. I'm actually yeah. While we're doing this, I'm actually going to be preparing my dinner as well. So oh. while you guys are talking about this stuff, I can go off into the kitchen and prepare my dinner. So this episode's going to be awful. <laughs> uh, it's just going to no, be me I, sitting here. I, no, so I can do it all on the quiet, you see. Because while you got while everyone is chatting, if there's like long interludes where I'm like, oh, I could be doing stuff. Oh, yeah, I'll go and do my thing. <laughs> it's literally like I'll just go into the kitchen quietly and uh, prepare my dinner. I'm doing roast chicken this evening. I could see you sneaking away all, all quiet. What's like funny a, is like other other like if you listen to other podcasts, they'll joke about people like, "Oh yeah, I'm just gonna like slip out. You're not gonna know I'm gone." No, this legitimately this is what we're doing. <laughs> we just leave our own podcast, and we're telling everybody that we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, we're telling oh, everybody we yeah. sneak off one to go for a shit, me to go and cook dinner, Ryan to Ryan just talking to himself all the time. Yeah, I'm just sitting here talking to myself. No, you know I'm going to have to pee. I already drank, like, 64 ounces of water already. That's a half no a gallon. What's that? What's no, that no, no, no. I, I take that back. It's only 32 and a half. No, no, no. 36 ounces so far. So what's 36 ounces in British? At uh, about... Who cares? It's about <laughs> a liter and a half, Shane, I think is what I'm at. Uh, okay. I think I've done that already in tea. Jesus. See, yeah, it, it I, might be interesting today. For breakfast, I had leftover stuffed cabbage from last night. Jesus Christ. Oh, you'll be farting, Mel. 
Yeah, oh yeah. Kind of fucking breakfast is that? Average <laughs> always fucking sets my gas going. If I explained what I actually ate, it was it was a couple leftover stuffed cabbages, uh, galamki or whatever they're called, and uh, I had uh, some spam, some leftover spam I opened last week. Spam is good. And a uh, over easy egg on top of both. Spam is so fucking good when you cube it up and you put it in a stir fry. That well, okay, I didn't stir fry it, but I did slice it up and uh, and sear it off in the pan. Yeah, I I sear the spam off, and then, you know those packets of noodles, the the um, ramen noodles. I usually mm-hmm. I prep some of them. I did the spam with some onion and peppers. And then poach an egg on top of that. Oh my god! Man, you guys are really fucking five star meals over there. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just say I'm brewing a fart. You guys aren't going to be ready for it. Oh, you better fucking leave that mic on when you do it as well. We need epic farts. I've been farting the last couple of days, and they've been kind of like little (laughs) fucking little hips, kind of like. And that's it, just little poots. But I haven't really been fucking. I mean, mind you, last night I was watching. I was watching um, Blue Brothers Dracula on uh, Amazon because I now have Amazon Prime. Um, Whoa! And uh, I now have Shudder, the seven-day trial. Whoa! Um, Shane, I, know, I got some right? recommendations. Well, what did I watch last? Well, I was watching the Blue Brothers Dracula. And uh, there's a couple of films that I'm eyeing up um, for later on after we've done this. Um, but uh, I'll have to go on to Amazon Prime to check out what films I've watched. Um, there's one I want to watch called um, Kill All Neighbors. I heard that was good. Okay. Yeah, it's Alex Winter from Freaked and the Lost Boys. And Bill and Ted. And Ted, obviously. <laughs> Alex Winter from Freaked. I love it. I fucking love that movie. I love Freaked. Yeah. It's so fucking funny. It always creases me up. I always remember watching that one back in the 1990s when I was stoned and it made so much more sense. Yeah, oh yeah. In the 90s, I was like kindergarten. I was yeah, kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. I watching in, Freaked, right? <laughs> I was when the first time I saw Freak. When the first time I saw Freaks, I think I was twenty-three. Um, we used to congregate around at my buddy's. He had this tiny little bed sit, and we would all sit there. It'd be about fifteen of us all crammed into the into the room and just watching movies on this tiny little screen. And we'd, all watch, <laughs> we'd watch Toy Story because Toy Story, when you're stoned, was fucking awesome. And then we used to watch Freaked as well. And when we watched Freaked, it was just insane. It was great. <laughs> like multiple times you've watched Freaked oh, Stoned? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking, it's like, hang on. That's Keanu Reeves as a dog boy. Holy shit. You know. What the fuck is Freaked? I've never even heard of oh it. Oh my God. What? Oh my God. Oh, Randy no. Quaid. Oh. My, Alex my Winter. Freaked is such a bad movie, but you'll fucking love it. It's so good. 
It's got Brooke Shields in it, Alex Winter. There's fucking oh, I forgot Brooke Shields. Oh, yeah, Mr. God. T is the bearded lady. Oh, I've yeah. seen the, the cover of it before. You need to watch it. It's just fucking. Oh, funny. William Sadler's in it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some. Oh, man, there's that some, movie's great. Looks like. Is that the guy from uh, Willy Wonka? Is that the. <laughs> Yeah, you need to fucking watch it, man. I mean, that film came out in what ninety four, ninety five. Deep Roy. Oh yeah, he is. Uh, he is from Willy Wonka. Yeah. Or Charlie and Chocolate Factory. He was also in the Never Ending Stories. Teeny Weeny. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, Teeny Weeny. There's a lot of midgets in this movie. <laughs> yeah, Alex Winter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he directed that, right? Directors Tom Stern, yeah, and Alex Winter. Yeah. What the fuck? That's crazy. I gotta watch this. Man, oh, you good. have to watch it. You said it's, it's on the... Amazon, uh, Shane? Uh, no, it's not on Amazon. I've got it on. I've got it on DVD. Oh. But it might be somewhere <laughs> on some streaming. I bet it's on Tubi. That's that's got yeah. Tubi written all over it. <laughs> I'm looking at like the preview on IMDb, and that's that's a Tubi movie. <laughs> Seriously, man, you'll love it. It's so, it's it's so funny. It really is funny. And um, yeah, you got the uh, Dennis Quaid, no Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. No, 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 not Dennis Quaid. Yeah, you got way Randy, worse. Randy Quaid in it as uh, as the freak show. Um, What's his I'm name? Like, Cugs? Scuggs? Elias Scuggs? Elijah Days. Uh, Elijah J. Scuggs. Yeah. Wow. It's bringing me right back, Shane. Yeah. I fucking love that movie. Do you know what? I might even cr- count all ideas of watching anything and just watch Screeped later on. <laughs> I haven't seen it for so long. Oh, God. All right. Well, while and we get that, let's, I, let's... Th- hang on. And the theme tune is done by Henry Rollins. Oh, you're right. Oh my god, I forgot oh, about shit. that. And it, it's got that like, um, it almost looks like, uh, like a Rob Zombie animation style, right. like way back in the day. It's done all with plasticine and stuff like that and claymation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very MTV back in the day. That, that I remember the intro on that. Yeah. So good. I'm Rosie the Pinhead. Oh my god, Rosie the Pinhead. Oh. Who was the who is the cowboy? I can't remember who it was, but he was fucking funny. And then the guy that was the the human worm. <laughs> he, I liked him because it, it was the <clears throat> it was uh oh man, it was just so I I was about to give away what happened, but no, I won't. But it's just fucking Brooke Shields, man. It's just so funny in that. <laughs> oh, it's so stupid. What was the little kid's name that was in it? Ricky. Oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ricky. No, Ricky Coogan was Alex Winter's character. Right. But I can't remember what the little kid's name, but he was like the little troll. Excuse yeah, me. It's like the, the air hostess. Is that your ugly little troll in there? <laughs> In the uh, <laughs> <Dragon Department. laughs> oh, oh god, you're a fucking genius, but yeah, 
we would watch that stand all the fucking time. It was great. Nice. All right, I'm going to start this episode, Shane, before yeah. we get too, too off track. Okay. <laughs> Blood episode number 135. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo. Joining me are my co hosts, Shane Smith and Mike Whittemore. Fellas, how are we today? Ooh. Yo. Excellent. I thought you just paid for shit. <laughs> nah, <laughs> that, no. You guys won't know. The intro is exactly 40 seconds long, so if you <laughs> manage to get a shit out in 40 seconds, I'd be impressed. Maybe next time. He's probably right sat on the toilet with his laptop in front of him on a stool or something. <clears throat> I did that for a chance uh, to flush. episodes ago, remember? You did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we even got the sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Well, for those not familiar with the podcast, since we record once every six months, we like to discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, Whatever else happens to come up, we are the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach our podcast, all you need is blood, pod at gmail.com. The Facebook group is all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in all you need is blood and subscribe. Woo! Back. You haven't lost it. No, that no. was excellent, if I do say so myself. Even though right now my sinuses are so congested and I could like feel the lung butter like swirling Ew. around in my, in my chest. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could like feel myself nasally and breathing. Oh, cool. So, grab, grab some tissue and just blow your nose into it. Just release oh, it. We're past that point, man. We're way past that. It's deep. Ooh. Ah, that's all right. I'll just take a big swig of coffee. We'll wait. Clear it out. Oh, God. So, fellas, it has been forever since we recorded an episode, in fact. Um, it's so I think we got some like catching up to do, boys. So, sure. Shane, you were telling me you had a bunch of stuff you got into. Why don't you tell us what's going on with you? Well, I say I got into this, but I've had a lot going on in the last few months since uh, we last recorded, because I think it's been October since we last recorded. Um, I shaved off my beard. Oh, um, God. Uh, it's growing back. Um, I shaved my head, um, and uh, it's growing back. It's weird, because I have tufts, and it feels like a fuzzy tennis ball on top of my head. Um, which is kind of strange. Uh, what else have I been doing? Um, I've been buying movies. I've been buying vinyl. 
Um, actually got kind of a couple of nice little items the other day. Um, I've not left my flat in six weeks. Oh, my God. Um, like, at all? At all. Not even to go to the store? No, I get everything delivered. Good Lord. Yeah, I've become a hermit. I have literally become a hermit. Um, if anybody says that they've seen me out and about, you're fucking lying. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, let me see. Um, <clears throat> December. Let me see. December. In Dece- on 20th of December, my niece had to have surgery to have four discs in her neck replaced. Oh, my God. And, um, you know, she was literally 20th of December. She had uh, surgery um, and she had all four discs Well, they replaced them, but they caged them up sort of thing. So when she goes through customs at the airport or something, all metal detectors, she'd be like, oh, yeah, it's my fabulous new piercing. Um, and I told her to say that, you know, it was like when she goes abroad, she's like, yeah, I got a new piercing, got a cage in my neck, you know, that kind of thing. Um, she's recovering fine. Um, 29th of December, um, I had to bury my aunt, which was my mum's last living relative. Oh, no, I'm sorry to hear that, Shane. He was 94 years old. I'll give her that. She was 94. She had wow. she had dementia. She'd been in a care home for the last five years of her life. But um, basically, she outlived her husband and her daughter. So, um, that and was the ha- queen got her, yeah. But, um, she uh, we had a funeral December 29th. Um, for me, Christmas was spent indoors, hiding away from the world, doing nothing at all apart from listening to music. And I did it all by choice because I didn't want to see anyone because I'm a miserable bastard. Um, Please tell me you stuck your head out the window and yelled at kids as they walked by saying, bah humbug. Do you know what? Right? There was no one around for me to shout at. I'm not joking. I didn't even have anybody knock on my front door to check on if <laughs> check in if I was alive. Which I thought oh, was Jesus. Which I thought was fucking hysterically funny. Um because obviously in the UK we celebrate Boxing Day which is obviously the day after December 26th. So um, Boxing Day, I was invited to my friend Liam Michaela's for dinner, a belated Christmas dinner, uh, which was awesome. And I ate far too much food and um, literally slowly and strategically walked down the corridor towards my property because I I was just too full. It was the trifle that they did for the dessert. That was the killer. That was the one. That was the one thing that I thought I've eaten too much trifle. I should not move. I shouldn't move, but, but <laughs> I had to. Because um, when you've got an inch of jelly and an inch of custard and an inch of fresh cream on top of each mm-hmm. other, it's a bit excessive. And I sat there and I thought, this is delicious. I cannot leave a scrap, and I didn't. And it was the biggest mistake I made. So what you're saying is three inches is too much for you. <laughs> Especially when it's jelly, custard, and cream. <laughs> Especially I just got cream. back my shit. Did I miss anything? 
No. No, Shane no. was saying how he can't take three inches anymore. It's too much. Oh, I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> other than that, I've bought... Oh, let's see. This is why I love coming That on. was a really fast shit, Mike. That was impressive. Hey, man. You, did you even guys know I was gone? No, we didn't. I, I assumed. <laughs> well, I kind of figured because it was like, yeah, Mike's, Mike's really quiet and he's not making any comments about three years. I was listening. Uh, I'm sure you were. <laughs> I could hear your voice in my bathroom. <laughs> I was like, okay, I know he's still going. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Hang on a minute. Right. What did I pick up? Um, I've got some vinyl. Um, I went onto a records. Um, I went onto a website called Beyond Vinyl. It's a UK site. And they've got a big sale on at the moment. There's lots of crap on there. But I picked up <laughs> a seven-inch vinyl of John Carpenter's The Fog on Blood Red Vinyl. Mm. Um, it was reduced in price from fourteen ninety nine to five pounds. That's um, heavy. And I also picked up um, the soundtrack for Mimic, the score on oh, twelve inch, cool. inch vinyl, and it was a record store day exclusive, and it was reduced from twenty nine ninety nine to five pounds. Wow. And I was like, I am not going to miss that fucking opportunity. And the sleeve of it opens up. So you've got, it's like a double um, gatefold. So when you open it up, it's got the face of the creature on the front. And when you open it up, it's got the, um, it's got another creature in it. It's got the mutated version of it. Oh, cool. And it's green vinyl. So I picked that up. Um, also picked up um, Spider-Man, um, the uh, across the uh, across the universe, the latest animated one. Yep. Yeah, I picked that up. That was that was good. Could have done without it being two and a half fucking hours though. I haven't watched the second one yet. He's oh my was telling me, yeah, my, my brother was telling me he watched it with his kids, and he's yeah. like, it was pretty good, but he's like, it was kind of confusing. I go, well, did you watch the first? And he goes, what do you mean? And I'm <laughs> oh, like, no. the first one, he goes, oh, I didn't know there was a first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got that. Um, oh, here it is. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. There we go. Um... I think that's, yeah, I think generally that's about it, that all I can talk about, and, um, you know, not much else, really. It's just, um, I'm still alive. Uh, I have a pulse. Um, I am uh, still in possession of Ziggy. Ah, excellent. That's what everyone really wanted to hear, Shane. Yeah, Ziggy's a dick. He's a fucking dick. He, he is an absolute fucking dick. Um, I might have to buy a new sofa, thanks to him, because he decided to take a piss on the back of the sofa. Oh, no. Yeah, marking his territory. So he took a piss. He sat on the back of the sofa, just stared at me while I was watching the film. And he just Is he fixed? No, he's not. Oh, there he's, you go. Well, he's an indoor cat, and 
the thing is, it's like Ziggy is almost eight years old, and this is the first time he's ever done it. Tay, <clears throat> you know of. Well, no, he's never done it, because obviously it's quite a strong smell. Yeah. <laughs> but he's never done it before, and it was, it was the first time he'd done it. So <clears throat> he got a big telling off. He got no treats for four days. That was punishment enough, and he knew he'd done wrong. Um, so spraying the back of the sofa with a solution of white vinegar, bicarbonate of soda, and water kind of got rid of the smell after a few days. There's um, a we because we deal with elderly awful dogs. Uh, we yeah. use a Resolve uh, pet fabric cleaner. Okay. If uh, they're sponsoring this episode, by the way, uh. Resolve Company. So, um, yeah, we find that works pretty good. Uh, you know, nothing's perfect, but well, it, it absolutely helps. So if, if you come across that or you find somebody that has it. Yeah, well, I'd rather my flat stunk of white vinegar than piss and vinegar. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, I'm literally spraying it every, every other day because he's just, he's so fucking, he's so sneaky about it as well. And it angered me, and it really upset me because you know it was like it's the first time he's ever done that, and I can't think why he would do it. So I don't know. Thing is, because vets are so fucking expensive in the UK at the moment, it's just just walking in for a consult, walking into in for a consultation is like sixty-five to seventy pounds. Yeah, it's fucking expensive, and then just that's without treatment. So I drift to think how much it would cost to get them fixed. Well, older ones are more expensive. <clears throat> in the U.S., there there's actually, like, low-cost spay and neuter services. Like, they'll knock out, like, a hundred pets in a day. Fine. Yeah. But those are... You have to know where to look to find them. Yeah, I'm going to have to investigate it, because it is something I'm going to have to think about. He'll hate me forever, but, you know, and no one's... Uh, he'll never even know they're gone. Oh, Ziggy does. Right, Jeannie? You don't know. She does. She's just waiting. She's waiting until you sleep. But yeah, she's anyway. planning her attack right now. So yeah. that's good, Shane. So, Mike, other than taking a shit, what have you been up to in the last two months? Oh, you know, I have been um, working a lot still. Um, trying to think what else. That's it. <laughs> I've been, uh, yeah, I've been playing video games from time to time. I've been trying to listen to metal from time to time. I've been trying to do everything from time to time because war kind of, you know, it, 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 it's a lot. So, yeah, I'm trying not to freeze my fucking ass off over here because it's Val just canceled on me to hang out today because it's too cold outside. Well, you guys were going to hang out outside, right? She was like, I don't want to warm up my car. <laughs> See, when it comes to Val, <clears throat> if she's got to go do something, she'd cancel. But if the shoe was on the other foot and I would do the same thing, she'd be mad. Of course. So I guess part of the, the last couple months has been dealing with her. Um, having her as a best friend is kind of a headache sometimes that's that's terrible 
I know she's the worst. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really haven't been doing much the last few months. I've just been trying to get through the holidays, and then I had like a, a thing where I was gonna start lifting weights again. I bought some adjustable dumbbells. I bought a bench. Wow! And, yeah, home been, gym. Yeah, I've been just sitting. Just like my Peloton. Oh no! You fell into the Peloton. Oh, I bought one like a year ago, <clears throat> and um, yeah, it's a good uh, like clothes hanger. You know, I kind of just can come home, throw something on it. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, I've been uh, I've been trying to get my media room set up. But got another Billy with all my movies on it. I've re-signed up for the Vinegar Syndrome. Another Billy. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. I needed the room, man. Like, especially because the Vinegar Syndrome movies takes up a, I think like every year takes up a, a an entire shelf. Yeah. So if I signed up for a new one, I need another shelf. So and every year they're getting now they're like counting like, you know, box sets as like single releases. They're getting fucking nuts. Yeah. They're uh, it's a good value, man. I think I paid like. Yeah. 875 for it this year because the like $75 discount or whatever. Yep. So that's cool. Uh my uh my little guy, my little uh Vlad, he's got ringworm. Oh so, no. Yeah, so because I, I saw a, a circle on my neck. It's like, what the fuck is that? Oh, so what you mean is you have ringworm. Yeah. <laughs> He gave it to me, and I think Tommy's got it as well, but uh, it's, like, all over Vlad. So I took him to the vet, <clears throat> and they gave me these little pads. And it's heartbreaking because, you know, it fucking he hates it. So every time he sees me get the pads out, he goes and runs away. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to do this to you. You're a little baby. You know? So... Yeah, Jeannie yeah, had ringworm when we got her, and we had to, like, give her medicated baths, which is fun. And, like, in order to prevent uh, her from contaminating the rest of the house, we had to, like, keep her isolated. I so she wouldn't that. spread it to, like, the other animals. So we had her, like, locked in a room with, like, a, a gate and, uh, like, potato chip clips held across this, like, fabric to stop her from yeah. coming out of the room fucking so annoying and then we'd go in there to like pet her and we'd like have to then take off all our clothes and like throw them immediately in the wash because we need yeah. to get other animals to get it and that's the bad part like my vet was telling me too he's like I would tell you to separate but you know I took him to the vet like because I, th I initially thought he only had an eye booger because it's on the side of his eye so I didn't think anything of it and then it started getting bigger and bigger I'm like fuck I'm like what the fuck is this now it doesn't even look like ringworm so I took them in, and they were like, yeah, we'll have you separate, but at this point, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, he's been oh, he with the other it, yeah. cat for weeks now, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have an apartment filled with fungus. Great. So maybe it's a good thing Mel's not coming over today. <laughs> 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 now that I'm thinking about it a little bit more. But yeah, oh, that's, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Um, yeah. Uh, Mystery Science Theater tried to do another Kickstarter. That fucking failed. Dude, listen, after that fucking last one, Mike, 
me a super diehard Mystery Science Theater fan, the whole last one was such a disaster with the Gizmodo Plex and all that shit they were trying to do that, like, I'm like, I, I think I might be done. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't even donate. They did, like, a two-day Kickstarter. I know what you're talking about, and I didn't even see it come up, so I didn't donate. And I don't even know what's going on. I think they're done-done now. They are done-done now. Um, well, wow. the, the Gizmoplex is supposed to be a self-sustaining thing. That's why they had the whole Kickstarter. They're like, hey, donate, right. and then we can charge money for the Gizmoplex, and we'll always have it up. And then they do another Kickstarter. And it's like, well, I thought this whole thing was going to be self-sustaining, and all of a sudden you guys want more money. They wanted more money for less episodes. And I'm like, right. And the 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 um, I just got my shit like two yeah. three months ago. Like I just got that stuff from the last season. So and then this season's rewards was really disappointing. So I'm like, I'm I'm done. Yeah, it, it, it's unbelievable. And I I think even just the Gizmoplex, the way it works is so awful that you have to buy like individual episodes. Yeah. I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Like half the episodes are free on Tubi. Why would I do this? Yeah, and I'd rather pay for the DVDs. Yeah. I don't know. Bastards. So that's not what's up with me, but I just wanted to vent my frustrations out a little bit, I guess. Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, that's pretty much all I'm uh, up to. Nice. How about you, Ryan? uh, I don't know. I did a bunch of stuff trying to remember some of the things that I did. Uh, One thing, Mike, I went to my first death metal show. Oh. Now, when you say death metal. So the headliner was Meshuga. Good call. Okay. Um, uh, It also had uh, In Flames and Whitechapel. Uh. And (laughs) I'm a big In Flames fan. You know, the 90s. Oh, the 90s in flames? Okay, you're good. So I was pumped just to go, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah. It was actually my buddy, John. He's like, oh, there's a show. It's right by where you work. He's like, I want to go to it. Will you go? And I'm like, okay. He's like, it's Meshuggah. And I'm like, all right. I've heard like a couple of songs from Meshuggah. And so we went. Whitechapel was not good. Um, In Flames was, I thought they did a real good job of just getting the crowd fucking nuts and people were stage diving and just crowd surfing and, you know, it was just a great show. And uh, Mashuga like, blew me away because I hadn't seen a show that was, like, it, it was, like, you get into this, like, trance. Like, the whole audience just gets into this crazy trance when they're playing. It was nuts. And, uh, yeah, they were awesome. I was uh, super surprised. So I actually started listening to some more heavy stuff. Ooh! So, that's, I'm looking forward to some Mike Whittemore recommendations. I did, I, did uh, I was listening to that new, um, uh, what was that album you recommended to me? Um, the uh, Two Mold. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I listened to that, and that was unbelievable. Uh, There's one song on it. I think it's called Will of the Whispers. I've listened to it like two dozen times. No shit. That's awesome. Oh, I love it. Absolutely love it. So Usually when I recommend like death metal to somebody, they're like, okay, yeah, it's okay. (laughs) No, I absolutely loved it. I was like, this is so good. So expanding my musical horizons you know and more importantly i dumped uh what do you call it 
the Amazon um, book one, Audible. I dumped Audible and I started paying for Spotify. Oh, so, yeah, Spotify is so horrible you're... to their bands. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna try but, to actually buy music, but but like I, I have Spotify Premium, and like everything I can want to listen to is on there. Everything. Yeah. So and I pay what ten bucks a month for it, whatever it is. Yep. Yep, it's, 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 I think it's like eleven now. It's like ten ninety nine or something. But and I still I still buy the records. But you know what am I going to do when I'm on my way to work or something? I'm not going to bring my fucking Audio Technica and hook up my my record player in my car. Yes, yeah, spinning discs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that should be good. Um, I've been trying to read more. So like I I I didn't read like anything last year and I'm like okay I'm going to try to get some some more books read this year. So uh over the uh Christmas break uh I say Christmas break I just took like 4 days off. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like a break it was like I'm not going to work. Uh I I read <laughs> Slugs by Sean Hudson which Shane had actually recommended. That's right. Um, <laughs> which is the novel that the film Slugs was based on. <laughs> Get all that lore. And, dude, I can't believe how graphic this fucking book was. It was, like, disgusting to read. <laughs> like, about the slugs crawling through people's mouths and, like, dissolving their teeth and shit. You're just like, <laughs> like there's so much gross stuff in it. Uh, it. It was a good read. Quick read, too, so I enjoyed that. And then I'm like, right now I'm like two thirds of the way through uh, a book, Undead, by John Russo, and John Russo being the guy who wrote Night of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead. Uh, this book contains the novelization of Night of the Living Dead as well as his original story for Return of the Living Dead. And the differences are, Return of the Living Dead has nothing to do with the movie. Like, it's it's just a straight-up sequel to Night of the Living Dead. And in fact, uh, the um, the sheriff that's like, uh, who's the one leading all the uh, the groups of the, uh, the hunters going around killing the zombies towards the end of the movie, he's in that story. He's like one of the main characters. So it's it's like literally a direct sequel to what was going on uh, in that. And it's it's pretty interesting. I'm only a little bit way through the second uh, second half of it, so... I'm uh, looking forward to finishing that, except I left it at work like a fucking idiot, and I came home this weekend, so I started reading the novelization of Titan Find, which in the U.S. is known as Creature. It's a novelization of a movie, and it's a bad movie, so I don't, I don't even know what I'm doing by reading it, but it, <laughs> the first chapter is like, oh my god, this is like an awesome sci-fi story. <laughs> I'm like, I know where it's going. I know, like, what it has to turn into, and it's, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm only, like, one chapter in, but I'm like, okay, this is weird, because I'm actually enjoying reading this chapter of a novelization of a terrible movie, so, we'll see where that goes. Uh, let's see, what else have I been getting into? Oh, okay, we started watching The Dark Side of the Ring, and it's a uh, a Vice documentary series on wrestling and each episode is about um either a story or an event in the world of professional wrestling 
Like, the first episode was about Macho Man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth and their, like, real-life, um, you know, romance and their in-the-ring story romance and how it, like, crosses over and goes through all this stuff and eventually leads to both their deaths. And oh. this document, this documentary series, it's three seasons long. There's, like, ten episodes a season, and each one is usually a different story. It's fucking addictive. It's so It's so phenomenal. Like, I, you know, I used to watch wrestling back in, you know, the 90s and, and late 80s. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, I know a lot of these guys and some of the things that are going on. And I knew some of the stories, but like other ones I had no idea about. Elisa, who literally knows fucking nothing about wrestling other than like Hulk Hogan is a wrestler. Uh-huh. Um, she's hooked up. She's like, I can't believe how good this is. I'm like, I know. It's like so, it's Where so do you dark. Watch that on? It's on Hulu. Um, okay. I don't know where else you get it. It's, I guess it's, it's made by Vice. So if there's a Vice channel, I don't know. A lot of that stuff is on YouTube as well. Is it? Yeah, because I've seen a couple of episodes uh, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, I I suggest looking it up because it's great, even if you don't like wrestling. But man, there is some awful, awful, awful things that happen. We just watched one that was about like Jake the Snake Roberts' father. And Jake the Snake gets on there. And he's like, he's like, yeah, my uh, my dad's a pedophile. And we're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like hit the brakes. What are we doing? And the whole episode was about how the awful atrocities his father committed. And I'm like, oh, God, this is horrible to watch. But, um, yeah, can't get away from the show. It's too good. Hmm, I'll check that out for sure. So, uh, yeah, and then last night I uh, ate a bunch of cabbage and pierogies and sausage and drank a bunch of beer, and uh, we so we ate, we ate stuffed breads, we had pierogies, had stuffed cabbage and sausages, and then we watched The Stuff. It was a stuff-themed th- stuff night. At least all that probably soaked up the beer. Oh, yeah. No, no, I'm not hungover. Uh, my body is just rejecting all the awfulness I've put it through. <laughs> Probably mostly food related, um, but yeah, I, I <clears throat> the stuff is so funny. I it, it, like I forget about it because it's been a couple years since I watched it, and it just cracks me up. There's like individual scenes that you're just dying, and they're, they're each little set pieces going through the movie. And <laughs> I don't know, it's it's so funny. I love Larry Cohen movies, and uh, Michael Moriarty obviously is like my favorite. So yeah, he's hilarious. Yeah, seeing those guys. Just cracked me up. And just the way people were dressing back then. And like the whole movie, Michael Moriarty's wearing these cowboy boots and this horrible suit. And you're like, who approved this? Who said this was a good look? <laughs> so it's good. Good stuff. And that's about it. That's uh, pretty much what I've been doing and getting into. Cool. Awesome. All right, fellas. So how do we want to do this? We want to go right into our 2023 best and worst of. We could, we could, we could do the my top ten real fast. Oh, I do want to know that. I know that. All right. Yeah, let's let's do the music now. Yeah. I'm or are you saying top ten movies? No, music. Okay. Yeah, let's do that now so that I can uh, I can take my notes. I'm gonna add it to my Spotify as you go. Cool. Smart. All right. Well. Uh, this these are the, the the albums I listen to the most this year. If you're into like metal or rock or want to get into something a little more heavy, I always do like a 
in top 10 at the end of the year for releases and um yeah let's start at the bottom i guess this they really don't go into order besides like the first like two or three so these bottom ones are kind of you can kind of throw them in wherever um but my i guess number 10 would be uh the band horrendous and their album ontological or ontological mysterium so they they're like a progressive death metal band who kind of has some remnants of the band death um this album to me showed a lot of their different um like not like a softer side but a more progressive side than their other stuff um i liked it a lot i at first i didn't like it and i thought that maybe they went a little too different from their last album but i the more i the, like throughout the year i the more i wanted to listen to it so I kept going back to it and back to it and back to it. And I'm like, okay, I probably like it now. Um, so, yeah, that's Ontological Mysterium by Horrendous. Then we got Spectral Intercession by Coffin Mulch. Um, if you like the band Asphyx and you like, um, like, like Ryan said earlier, like old school style in flames, like Swedish death metal, melodic death metal. Um, you'd like the sound of Co- Coffin Mulch. They're more death metal than melodic, but they're they're fantastic. I've been following these guys for a while now. Um, now they're on Memento Mori for the label. Uh, this is a great record, great vocals. Um, really reminds me of Sphix, if you know who Sphix is. Um, then we go to a band that no one will like but me. I'm pretty confident of that. that this is a very niche thing and i honestly don't know why i like it but it's a it's a band called curtain wall and they have an album called siege obsessed and it's it's like very raw black metal uh folk metal but it's it sounds like it was made on someone's computer oh my cats are getting fed i don't know if you could hear that in the background their automatic feeder is going um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah this is uh called siege obsessed um it's one guy he dresses like he's in a um a medieval thing what are those what are those called those like fests run fairs oh like i feel like if if music would be played at a run fair this would be this would be it um yeah curtain wall siege obsessed Check it out if you want, but you're not going to like it. I know I'm not selling it too well, but I, I love the album. Um, this next one is Horned Lord of the Thorned Castle by Moonlight Sorcery, which is melodic black metal. Um, I've been listening to these guys for a while. I have all their shit on vinyl. They're fucking great. Their guitar work is insane. And I think this would be a good like intro to black metal band because it's more of a they more they have like a technical style to their song playing, and it's not something you really see a lot nowadays in black metal. At least um, it's not like raw black metal like Curtain Wall or you know a lot of those bands where it just sounds like pure shit. Um, but yeah, but that like that's what black metal is. It sounds like garbage on purpose. But but Moonlight Sorcery, they do a lot of great um, song structure, and they have 
they're just great. Just just listen to them. The their second EP, uh, Nightwind: The Conqueror from the Stars. That I think that's a good starting point for if anyone's listening to it. But they also have an EP before that called Piercing Through Frozen Eternity, which is awesome as well. So check those guys out. Then we got uh, Make Them Beg for Death by Dying Fetus. I like Dying Fetus. Uh, they're they're one of the the best like grind brutal death bands out there right now their album reign supreme from 2012 is still like one of my favorite albums ever it just hits so fucking hard and their new one make them back for death hits extremely hard as well not as hard as like their last album wrong one to fuck with but um it's it's great it's it's in my top 10 for a reason like i kept going back to it it's got a good um length to it it doesn't overstay its welcome. It's got a lot of great breakdowns and, you know, the lead singer, forget his name, was John Gallagher. He's a great vocalist. Awesome, awesome band. Great album. Uh, now we're in the, what, top five? Three, three, four, three, yeah, I guess. Five. Yep. Um, this would be Mutoid Man. The album is Mutants. Um, this isn't, this is more like sludge metal, stoner. Uh, they the hard rock elements, so this is probably like the lightest band on my list. Um, their last album, Warmones, was phenomenal. It was like one of my favorite albums of 2017. Super catchy. Uh, the lead singer is in Cave-In, so if you like that band, you'll probably like Mutoid Man. Um, Mutants is more sludgy. It's got the, I think, what is it, the bassist for... I forget. I'm not going to pretend like I know. Um, but it's it's sludgy. It's catchy. It's There's a lot of heavy parts to it. And it's you could uh, their songs will be stuck in your head all day. The singing is fantastic. It's very catchy and sludgy and awesome. Uh, number four would be Death Clock, Death Album 4. I listened to this motherfucker all year. When did it come out? Came out in... August. So it came out right along with their newest movie, which is actually in like my top ten for like non horror movies. <laughs> um it's it's great. It's a fantastic album. It's like they never lost like anything. Their last album came out in twenty twelve. Yeah, wow. So it's been eleven years since Death Album Three, which I've loved as well. Every album just gets more and more like Brendan Small is a fucking genius from <laughs> as long as I'm, you know, I I, oh, I always said that, man. He's just so good. Um, Death Album 4 has got some great songs. Some people were complaining that, like, you can't get into it unless you watch the movie, but I think that's bullshit. Uh, the, the music stands out, and it's awesome. Great, great album. Funny, funny story about them. My uh, My older brother is like, dude, have you heard this band Death Clock? I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know them. And he's like, he's like, dude, it is. He's like, it's so brutal. I love those guys. They're so good. I'm like, oh, you ever watch a show? And he's like, what show? And I'm, I'm like, <laughs> Metalocalypse? He goes, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, it's a cartoon. He's like, what are you talking about? It's a cartoon? Like, he had no idea. He just, like, he heard the music on, like, Sirius or something. And he's like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to listen to these guys. He had no idea, like who Brandon Small was, anything about the cartoon. I'm like, oh, my God. He's just completely oblivious. 
<laughs> he just loves the music. Yeah, like, and I don't blame him. Brandon Small is a great guitarist, and then you got Gene Hoglin on drums, who's from like every metal band ever, Death, Testament, Strapping Young Lad, legendary, legendary drummer. So it's like, it's not just like a cartoon band, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. it's they, they, yeah, they're so good. And then I saw them live for the third time this year, and they're fantastic live too. So it's Brandon Small is awesome. And I, I love everything that guy does. I hope he keeps continuing with Death Clock. I know it's like tough. They didn't really have a budget for the new movie, even though it was fantastic. So yeah, definitely check out Death Album Four. Great. Um, number three would be Terrorcite by Cattle Decapitation. Um, I'm not gonna lie, their last album I didn't like. Death Atlas. It was too. They had too many songs with his goblin vocals, which is not clean singing like he always says he's not clean singing but like if you listen to it it sounds like a goblin singing so he always calls it his goblin vocals um there was too much of that it was way too melodic for a, a grind band um the album before that anthrop anthropocene extinction was is like one of my favorite albums ever made i fucking love it I listen to it constantly. Cattle Decapitation is on my like most listened to uh, lists at the end of each year for the last since I've discovered Anthropocene. It's fucking great. Um, but Terrasite brings back that grind sound to it, and it's a lot heavier. Their lyrics are always amazing, and they're always like kind of describe how the Earth is on a down like a decline. And how humans are just awful. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Terracite is fantastic. It's got some great songs on it. Very heavy, very catchy. Not as many goblin vocals, which I really liked. Brought me back to like the monolith of inhumanity and Harvest Floor days. Um, but yeah, this is this is in a lot of top ten lists for a lot of people this year, and it's there for a reason. Fantastic. Uh, number two is Hell Ripper. Uh, Warlocks, Grim, and Withered Hags. This is like another another case of I didn't really like his last album, The Affair of Poisons. Uh, I thought it was a little too like unlike him because it's a, a single guy who does everything, and I just felt like he jumps on to uh, Peaceful Records and he makes this album. I just didn't think it was like the Hell Ripper I really liked, but Warlocks, Grim, and Withered Hags. It has insane guitar work on it. Uh, his vocals are fantastic. It really reminds me of his early shit, because his early shit really reminds me of like a black metal version of Metallica. So it's black and speed metal, and it's just super fast, super quick. And this is probably his, out of the three albums, this is probably like my second favorite next to Coagulating Darkness, which came out in 2017. Uh, fantastic album just super good i've been listening to it all year since it came out and it came out i think in february so uh that's my number two my number one it was by like a landslide i've listened to this album so much i listen to it any chance i get i'm always in the mood for it it's the coral tombs by ahab and this came out last january so it, was, it came out super early in the year and i just never stopped listening to it <laughs> It's funeral doom metal. The songs are real long. I think the album's like over an hour long. 
but the song structure is just unbelievable. These songs are averaging like eight minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and it just it goes by super quick. Um, I can't recommend this album enough. It's it's all their songs are about like water and you know like myths and shit like that and you know Ahab that's their name so it's everything is is based around that they've got oh my god their songs are just so good and it's it's like a landslide for me like I can't stop listening to it just talking about it makes me want to listen to it the lead singer's vocals he goes really deep and he growls and then he starts singing like great which doesn't make sense to me. And the songs are just so melodic and they really like pull you in. I, I just can't recommend this enough. The Coral Tombs by Ahab. Fantastic fucking album. One of the best of this year and something I'll probably keep listening to. Um, and then I got some honorable mentions. Uh, Conjureth, Tomb Mold, uh, Black Braid, Cryptopsy, Void Ceremony, Ex Mortis. Ex Mortis is good if you like thrashy music with, if you really like symphonic, um, classical music. Uh, they really combine classical music with thrash, which is really cool. Uh, the new Suffocation was good. Frozen Soul, Outer Heaven, Primordial, Man Must Die, The Zenith Passage, Bell Witch, which I kind of disappointed that they're not on my top ten, but their last album um, was is one of the best funeral doom metal albums ever which is there's not a lot of them but it's super good uh this one wasn't as good and i think the, the long intro has something to do with that uh green lung gravesend tribunal sanguish sugarbug crypta king gizzard and the lizard wizard king gizzard Go and Rod. the lizard wizard <laughs> yeah that's they're, a great name they're a, they're a trip, man. they they do different styles of like rock music so their last album, um, actually, I'm gonna butcher it unless I look it up. But they they do like a <coughs> and the lizard wizard. So they've got how many albums? They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, Jeez. twenty-three. They've got twenty-four albums. Since 2012, what the fuck? Okay, and their and their their first metal album was in 2019. It's called Infest the Rat's Nest. Very melodic. It's not like on the verge of metal. A lot of people call it thrash, but I don't think it is. Um, but it's fantastic. And they just made a metal album. They're like a hard rock band, man. They're like they have various genres, and they're from Australia, so they're insane. And then. This year, they're or this previous year, they're like, "Hey, we're gonna fucking make another metal album," and it's been on a bunch of top ten lists again. This new album of theirs is called Petrodragonic Apocalypse or Dawn of Eternal Light: An Annihilation of Planet Earth and the Beginning of Merciless Damnation. <laughs> so, it's it's wild it's fantastic they're it's you know they're like considered like a doomy or like thrash metal band but they've only done two metal albums the rest of them are just like various genres but like whenever they feel like it they'll just drop a metal album and it's great it's just real i not i don't think there's any other bands really doing that like them 
Um, and then we got Gorod, Majesties. If you like In Flames, Ryan, you'll like Majesties. Majesties. Uh, they like want, yeah. They wanted to reproduce the sound of like early In Flames. Mm. So if it's M A J E S T I E S. I got it. Fucking first um, guess. <laughs> then we got Nuclear Power Trio, which is a bunch of guys who dress up as Kim Jong Un. Uh, the guy from Russia, I forget his name, Putin? and Donald Trump. Get the fuck yeah, out of here! Yeah, Putin and Donald. Trump. They've got like the the real like realistic mask. Oh yeah, but there's no vocal. <laughs> it's just only instrumental, and they're insanely fucking talented. I think the drummer is from Black Dahlia Murder, but um, yeah, they're it's a fantastic album. If you just want to like put something on and not really have to pay attention to it. <laughs> Filled with technical guitar playing and technical everything. Bass, drumming, it's awesome. Uh, then we got Apsky, Enforced, As in Hell. As in Hell is a death metal side project of the guy from Volby, which is real really? weird. Yeah. Um, and then we got Wayfarer, which is <laughs> it's like country music, but it's black metal. Um, it's from the guys from like Storm Keep, um, and Blood Incantation. So you know you're getting quality there. And then my last one is uh, Demoniac, which is a um, Spanish thrash metal band. So yeah, those are all my those are all my picks. And if you, if you don't like metal. If you don't like metal, then I'm sorry you had to sit through that 30 minutes of me talking about metal. <laughs> but Actually, I think I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, um, to second on the Green Lung album. I was, was going to say, one. Mike, the uh, of all the ones you've listed, the only one I knew is that Green Lung album because Shane recommended it to me. And it, yeah, the, like I, their single or whatever their popular song off the album came up on my Spotify playlist. Because if you are wanting to know like the latest metal, there's a playlist on Spotify called To the Teeth. To the Teeth. And this guy This guy or a group of people, <laughs> they keep adding new songs from bands. And then like when twenty twenty five comes, they'll wipe all the twenty twenty four songs and put up only new twenty twenty five songs. So that's where I get a lot of these bands. I like listen to it on the train and I'm like, Oh, I like that. That, that song is really good, and I'll look up the album and I'll get into it. And that's what happened with Greenlong. They had like a... I've heard them before, but like I never really paid them much attention. I don't know why. That's kind of like the music I like. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great album. I've seen them live twice. How are they live? Amazing. Yeah? Fuck. <coughs> Excuse me. Fucking tight. Really. They sound... It sounds like they're playing uh you're playing the cd oh that's uh, awesome they are so fucking tight live is when you walk when i walked in because i saw them in december um and they played this tiny little venue called the art center in norwich and it sold out it was like 300 people um because like they did a uk tour and it all completely sold out so oh, wow. yeah i was lucky i got tickets actually because um, I got the tickets as soon as they kept, went on sale. Uh, if I hadn't have done that, I would not have got tickets. But um, uh-huh. they're so fucking good live. They really are. 
and um, because they were playing stuff from all three albums it's like the newer stuff is just it's so fucking flawless live it really is and you know they're tight because you know they practice and they play live a lot and you know they're fucking good because they know what they're doing um, yeah and the lead singer is really talented mm. well the lead singer actually comes from norwich oh that's cool yeah, he comes from my hometown. So, you know, he's, uh, you know, well, he comes from the surrounding area. So basically Norwich is a big city, but you've got all the boroughs as well. So, um, yeah, he's he's quite a cool dude, actually. Because um, when I saw them, they had copies of the album on vinyl and CD um, to purchase. And uh, I was with my buddy and I, I said to him, I said, I'll buy you the vinyl for your birthday and i meant to go and pay for it it cost me nearly fucking 80 holy shit for a vinyl a cd and a t-shirt and a patch and i was like holy fucking shit That's yeah when i saw it. death clock dude like i spent like 150 dollars on a signed vinyl which i had to have because it was a tour exclusive vinyl so i had that and then i bought a uh, a bandana that i'm using as a as a flag on my wall, but it's of Dr. Roxo. It's a green one. Like I got to have that. And then I bought a, a shirt and that was like 150 bucks. It was Jesus. fucking crazy. Jesus. Do you know what? Merchandise, the price of merchandise at gigs these days is fucking stupid. It's really, yeah. Really but I mean, but at the same time, that's how bands are making right, their that's money. That's how they make their oh, money. Yeah. Though, yeah. yeah, it is so, the only way they can make money. I mean, I, when I saw the cult in November, um, I bought two T-shirts and it cost me eighty pounds. So a forty pound a T-shirt. I was like, "Yeah, this is fucking ridiculous." Long gone um, days going to a gig and buying a T-shirt for fifteen quid. No. When I saw Ramstein for the first time in 2011, I bought their shirt. It was forty bucks, oh, God. and I was like, Fuck. "I'm like that's yeah," and I'm like, "That's super fucking expensive." And now that now. That's how much shirts are like almost every every venue now. Yeah, you can buy copies of t-shirts. You know, like yeah. you know, you can buy copies of t-shirts for less than that. And even if you go on the band's websites, um, they're cheaper. T-shirts are not by much, but they are. I've seen a lot of stuff is a lot cheaper on their website. But when you're at a gig and you want a memento, you buy yeah. what, you, what they have. I mean, I remember going to see Gary Newman. Um, a few years back. No, for people who, when they hear Gary Newman, they just think of cars and our friends electric. What a lot of people don't realise is that he's now about to go on tour with Ministry and Frontline Assembly, and I'm incredibly fucking jealous of anybody in the USA who is going to that gig, because I want to see Ministry again, and I want to see Frontline Assembly, because I've never seen them live. And I'm a big riverhead. Riverhead is a term for fans of industrial music, in case you didn't know. And because Gary Newman, his stuff is so much fucking heavier than what it used to be. He's not the synth pop genius that he was back in the 80s and the late 70s. He's now full on industrial. And if you listen to a lot of Gary Newman stuff these days, I mean, he has guitars and a lot of it is synth heavy. So think of... um, like industrial bands like Curve, Early Nine Inch Nails, and, you know, like Pretty Hate Machine Era, Nine Inch Nails. So it's that kind of heavy. Um, 
but he's so fucking good live. I've seen the guy like eight times live. Every time he come, every time he comes to Norwich, I always get his tickets. I always get tickets to see him because he's so good and he's so fucking heavy. It's ridiculous. You know, I remember t- I remember taking a date to go and see Gary Newman a few years back. And she was like, oh, I'm only familiar with our cars and our friends electric. I went, this will be a game changer for you. And when we left, she was like, holy fucking shit. She was like, he's so heavy. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like, so you, you, tr- you YouTube some Gary Newman stuff. Gary Newman live, you'll be fucking surprised by how heavy he is. But his merchandise, he was selling a coffee table book. I thought, oh, it won't be that much. It won't be that expensive. I thought it would be about £50 because that's the usual price of coffee table books. 160 quid. Wow. And there was nothing with it. There was no CDs, no vinyl. It was in the shape of a vinyl. So it was a 12-inch by 12-inch square, and it was a coffee table book. 160 quid. I thought, who the fuck would be mung enough to buy that? When I saw Blood Incantation this year, one of my favorite bands. Uh, They're so tight live. They're unbelievable. Um, But I, I bought their shirt for 30 bucks. And it's like, that's the, that's, you know, you want to go see death metal bands and like non-mainstream bands because they're selling their shit for a lot cheaper. Mm. Um, speaking of Blood Incantation, I only have five uh, top EPs, like splits of the year. Uh, Spectral Voice, Undergang, it's self-titled. Uh, Spectral Voice is for members of Blood Incantation and Storm Keep and Wayfarer. They, everything these guys touch are fantastic. Um Blood Incantation, Luminescent Bridge, amazing two-song EP. Super fucking good and chill. If Talk about wanting to get stoned and listen to music. Holy fuck. Um, Chemists, Where the Cold Wind Blows. Uh, Chemists is an amazing doom metal band. Their, their albums are super fucking catchy and doomy. And their last album is kind of iffy for me, but this EP of a couple covers is awesome um mall desecration and enchantment Mall's another band that i've been listening to for a while i have a lot of their demos on cassette and then uh dream unending and warm star path uh, warm is like a, a blacky thrashy uh melodic metal band and dream unending is very doomy and they have a uh their um, ep is star path and it's really great so check those out too and now I'm done talking about metal music. Right. Well, I've got some music. I've got some albums that I've bought. I've not bought many new albums recently, um, or in the last year at all, actually, because obviously I've been replacing albums out of my collection that got stolen over the years, or I found stuff that I wanted that was from like years ago. Um, Green Lung, the new Green Lung album, I rate highly. Um, crosses, um, Chino Marino side project from Deftones. Um, yeah, crosses, it's his electronic project. Um, and it's very synth heavy, it's very 1980s inspired. So it's that's pretty fucking awesome. It's called Good Night, God Bless, I Love You, Delete. Um, it's 15 tracks on the CD. The main selling point for me was the collaboration he did with Robert Smith from The Cure. So there was that. And um, <laughs> strangely enough, the new Duran Duran album, or the most recent one, um, called Dance Macabre, it's, um, they basically did a Halloween album. 
And so it's all cover versions. They wrote three new songs for it, and they've reworked several of their own old songs and given them all a Halloween theme. And that was fucking superb. I loved it. Um, but I also have a gripe about a website. I can't remember the name of the website off the top of my head, actually. But I paid thirty five ninety nine for a copy of A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master, on CD. Um, thinking it was, you know, it's an original disc. I was like, wow, there's like a few copies left. Fantastic. And when I got it, I had to wait a week. It turned up. <coughs> turns out it was a copied disc. Wow. <clears throat> Someone had actually taken the time to put the soundtrack together. They completed all of the songs from the film that were featured in the film. So there's like 19, 20 songs in the film. Put them all together in a playlist, burnt them onto a CD, and they were selling it. On the website, it was fifteen ninety nine, but I had to pay an extra twenty pounds for the delivery. What's what was this? What's that? Was it? It was. Uh, I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to look for it. But it was a website that sells exclusively movie soundtracks, and it's like all old stuff. They've got Fright Night on there. They've got Kelly Pan from Out of Space and all that kind of stuff. And it was like all these CDs. That were on there, and I was like, "Wow, they've got another on Street 4. I'm trying to find it. Um, CDs you want ah. is the name. Of so basically, I ordered it on the 28th of December. I paid fifteen dollars and ninety nine cents for it. Shipping was twenty seven eighty nine, and I was really excited because it was not on Street Part Four: The Dream Master, two CD special edition. Priced $15.99, but in English money, it was like £35. And when I got it, I was fucking disgusted because it was basically just a copy disc. That's unbelievable. I was going to say, I mm. know because uh, Terror Vision releases um, soundtracks sometimes, and I know they got some of the Friday the 13th. They've got... <laughs> <laughs> They've got a copy of Freddy's Nightmares soundtrack on vinyl. <laughs> like that's funny. Yeah. Demon Wind soundtrack. Oh my god, Mike! They got a copy of Elves OST. Yeah, I got that too. Oh, do you? Yeah, I got the Terror original. <laughs> as soon as they were selling that, I'm like, I got it. I got it. <laughs> soundtrack to Elves. <laughs> wow. Oh man! Well, but yeah, as you can imagine, <clears throat> well, it's not in a very good mood. After no, that, that listen, because, that same thing happened to me with my copy of Dragon Ball GT on the PS One back in like nineteen ninety nine when I bought it from eBay, and they sent me a bootleg, and I was pissed off. See, I think for me, it was just um, I was so excited about getting it because it was fucking. You know, it's uh, it's just one of those things where I think to myself, do you know what, I'd really fucking love to get that on CD because I had it on vinyl many years ago. And it was just one of those things where I thought, oh, yeah, it'd be so great. I can play it, you know, all this sort of stuff. And then when I got it, I was like, I can't fucking believe this. Could not fucking believe it. I was so, I was livid. 
and then listening to the CD, the quality of it was not even great because they'd actually taken some of the dialogue, well, not the dialogue, but taken, obviously lifted the songs from the film soundtrack itself. Oh, really? I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how they've done it, but it was like some of the quality of the songs on the CD are just not great at all. Wow. So, as you can imagine, fucking livid. Yeah, that fucking sucks. And so I won't, be, I won't be buying from them again. Because it's a shame. Because I think the worst part of it was because I mean it says it's like fifteen ninety nine, but it's the shipping that kills you. And it's just for me, obviously. Oh my god, that television site has got the soundtrack from Neon Maniacs. Fucking hell. Um. But I was just so fucking angry about it. And it's like, it's two discs, and disc two of it is just remixes of songs from the soundtrack. It's like, here's a version of, here's the movie version of um, fucking Nightmare by Tuesday Night. And I was like, woo, yeah, like, we really need that. Um, but it's just fucking, oh, man, I... I I really don't. I don't know what else to say about it. I was just, I'm disgusted by the whole thing. Nothing you can't say, Shane. Just no. don't order from them again. I'm not. I fucking won't. Well, I think we covered about enough music today, fellas. What do you think? Agreed. Yes. Ready for some movie talk? Well, I mean, we've been talking for an hour and 23 minutes already, so. <laughs> I had to make a note when I snuck out to do a secret piss. I don't think you guys heard me. Oh no, that was that was pretty secret. Very stealthy. Actually, if you must, if you must know, I've just turned off my potatoes because they're ready to burn, ready to roast. So I've been boiling potatoes while you guys have been chatting. Don't burn the taters, Shane. No, I've just turned the water off, so they're all good. Nice. All right, guys, let's get into our best and worst movies of 23 so we can wrap this fucking garbage year up. Um, Who wants to start or where should we start? I don't care. All right, let, let's on, start off. Oh. Let's start off with the worst things, the worst movies you watched in 23. That's always fun. so horror or not. Um, no, you know what? I changed my mind. Worst should always be last, because that's what you everyone actually has passion about, is, is the horrible things and why they suck. So, let's go right to the best. We're going to start there. Let's go with best non-horror that we watched this year. Um, so what do you got, Mike? What's your best non-horror? Um, I guess my top three, or maybe four, now that I'm looking at it. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was a 10 out of 10 for mm-hmm. me. Like, cool. without without question, that was phenomenal. Wow. <clears throat> and it's, it, like, gave me goosebumps in a lot of spots. And I don't even fucking know anything about Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I watched the Spider-Man cartoon when I was a kid. But that's about it. I watched the first Spider-Man. Um, I forget the name of it. The first animated one. But this one was just amazing. Wow. Fantastic. Um, then I got Oppenheimer. I give that like a nine out of ten. Uh, saw it in the theater. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> we got Metalocalypse Army of the Doomstar, which um, 
uh, rounded up the the story quite nice. I thought. Uh, I don't know if Brendan Small is going to be doing anything more, but I hope he does with Death Black. Um, great, great movie, great animated movie. And then my like number four or whatever. Besides like Spider Man, the rest of these are kind of like lumped into one. Godzilla minus one was amazing. So I gave that a nine out of ten. Um, some some runner ups, I guess, of um, horror would be the Fall of the House of Usher show. Um, amazing. That was amazing. That was amazing. Um, the Last Voyage of the Demeter, which I think was underrated. Yeah. I don't see a lot of people talking about it, and I fucking loved it. I completely it. agree. Super uh, underrated. Cobweb was, Cobweb was good. Um, I don't think it was as great as a lot of people were hyping it up to be, but I still gave it like a 7 out of 10. So those were probably like the best horror movies I watched this year. Um, oh, wait. We're doing non-horror. That's <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, just, I just lumped those you in. You blow it. I blew it. You can edit that out. No, nah, we'll be good. But yeah, so I would say Godzilla minus one, um, Metalocalypse, um, Spider Man, and Oppenheimer are my favorite non horror movies this year. Yeah. Nice. So for non horror, actually, you know what, Mike? Technically, I don't even know if it was this year. I know I watched it in like January. I'm not sure. No, I maybe it came out. I don't know if this came out last year, but I think the best non horror I watched was All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, yeah, they came out in 22. Oh, did fuck. I think, yeah. Oh, I feel like I watched it. I was like, oh, that was like the best movie. <laughs> I watched it like way early in the year. All right. Oh, um, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. No, I was just, that's, I got that as a nine on there. Like just fucking without a doubt. That was like the highest rated non-horror I had on there this year. Yeah. Um, and I know you mentioned Godzilla, but I kind of put Godzilla in my horror section, even though it's arguably not a horror movie, because it's like a Godzilla. <laughs> but there is horror elements in it, and you're dealing with a lot of yeah, yeah. horror things. But the first one, like in the '50s, that's always considered a horror movie. Sure, so. sure. So I don't, I don't know, you know, where that falls or how it falls. Um, but also, I'd put in my top non-horrors of the year is Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yes. And my, like, just, I'll tell you, you know what? You could fucking make an argument for that being a horror movie, too, because there is some awful shit that happens in that movie, and it tugs yes. your heartstrings, man. Like, if yeah. you watch that movie and you don't, like, feel bad, you don't have a heart. I don't know. I That one, that was you know uh, I, a I, tough watch. I cried. Could. I cried yeah. watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah, so that's that's and, definitely um, up there. Yeah. Um, other ones that I liked, I liked the new Ninja Turtles movie, Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. I thought that that was just a blast. It wasn't like, you know, some mind blowing <clears throat> news. I know a lot of people were hyping it up. They were like, "Oh, this is like a game changer." I mean, I don't, I don't think it is. It's, if anything, it was probably on par with the <coughs> first Spider Man movie, the uh, Spider Verse movie. Uh, it was good. Like, I really liked the Ninja Turtles one. So that's uh, definitely a lot of fun. And I liked that they were actually, like, teenagers and acted like teenagers as opposed to just being, like, I don't know, mutant superheroes in suits. Um, 
So yeah, I'm trying to think of what other non-horrors I've watched. Um, going through my list. I, nothing really like blew me away this year. I didn't see Oppenheimer. I mean, I guess I probably should have, but I didn't. Um, but uh, but yeah, nothing that really stood out other than the ones that I've mentioned. Um, and specifically, uh, you know, All Quiet on the Western Front was just, you know, epic, an epic, epic movie that few movies you know, hit those kind of quality levels. But I guess if that was 22, I'm just fucked. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't count. Fuck. How about you, Shane? <laughs> what what non-horror movies did you love this year? Well, obviously you mentioned Spider-Man Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I love those. Um, see, cause oh, I, I hardly watch like non-horror movies. So for me, it's all, I'm just fucking, hardcore horror the only time i watch stuff like like non-horror is when you know i i feel like i've watched far too much horror and i need to cleanse my soul um but actually saying that um guardians of the galaxy 3 and you know spider-man i'm also going to say dungeons and dragons Honor amongst thieves. Oh, you know what, Shane? I just put that on my note as I was going through my list. I was like, oh, I should have mentioned this because I actually like that one too. I thought it was so fucking funny. And being an old D&D gamer, it was just, it was like I just saw all the references. I was like, oh my God, we so fucking did that. You know, <laughs> playing the games and stuff because obviously we'd do it when we were stoned, so it made it even more funnier. But, um, you know, it was just, yeah, D&D... Honor amongst these, I thought was fucking fantastic. Um, really made me chuckle. So that was good. And, you know, um, I think that's about it really when it comes to non horror because I don't really watch a lot of non horror unless I'm watching like DVDs or Blu rays from my collection. Mm-hmm. If you see what I mean. Um, but I will say, I'm, I'm going to give it, I know it was like it came out in 1989. Or 1990, but I finally got a copy of Warlock on Blu-ray. <laughs> All right, if my so if my 2022 a... pick doesn't count, Shane's 1983 version of Warlock does not count. 89, 89. <laughs> Fuck it, you know, because I watched it this year, and it had been years since I've seen With it. Julian Sands, so right? it was, yeah, the late great Julian Sands. Hmm. And Richard E. Grant and Laurie Singer, who was, I think, the only thing she was ever in was Fame, the TV show, oh. or the film, or whatever. But yeah, it's, yeah, I fucking love that movie. That was, that was really, really cool. Um, but yeah, just looking at my collection, it's like, I think everything else I've watched has all been like old school stuff. So it's like uh, the newer films that I've watched. <laughs> and these are the ones. They're my three that I pick. Nice. All right, let's go to worst non-horror that we watched this year. Mike, what did you watch that was terrible? Um, I don't think I watched anything that was, like, fucking atrocious. Uh, non-horror, though, I would say the new Dave Chappelle stand-up was pretty <laughs> shitty. Um, I didn't really watch anything non-horror that was really that bad hmm. besides 
the ones that I've rated, you know, it was, uh, <laughs> I guess that Dave Chappelle one was not that good. <laughs> um, but yeah, for non-horror, I don't really have anything that I watched and I, I hated. All right. So on mine, I got a couple noted on here. Um, so I, this is one of those things where like you watch a movie and then you have like, you know, more time to stew on it and like think about what was, you know, what you'd watched. So my opinion on this kind of changed since I watched it. Um, I remember watching the flash and thinking, well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it, it could be. And then like the more I thought about it, I'm like, Oh wait, like it, it's just, it sucks. It's a fucking terrible movie. And they spent like a hundred billion dollars and 30 years making it. And like the waste of human resources and human life that's just been, you know, wasted in making this thing is is just embarrassing. So The Flash is definitely a stinker. Um, but I watched, this is an animated movie. The title is Justice League X RWBY, which I guess is Ruby, part one. And it's a crossover of like DC superheroes that go into some anime universe, the Ruby universe, which I have no idea what that is. I, I don't know anything about it. I don't know any of the characters. I don't know the plot. I know the animation is that weird, like, 3D animated. Like, it's it's not, like, drawn like a lot of the other um, Justice League stuff is. You know, it's cartoons. It's, like, 3D animated. It looks horrible. The plot... I had no fucking idea what was going on, and I hated every minute of it. And, like, when the Justice League gets sucked into this universe, they turn into, like, teenagers and don't really have their powers anymore, but they have different powers. And I fucking hated it. It was just so unwatchable. I gave it, like, a 1 out of 10. And I... I Damn. I, like... And I love superhero shit. You know, I'll watch any dumb thing and somehow bring some enjoyment out of it but like i had to stop watching this at one point and like angrily walk away and be like all right no i i gotta fucking finish it i like i was gonna just stop watching it halfway through i'm like no i gotta finish it i won't count it unless i finish it so i forced myself to finish this thing and i just despised it absolutely the worst so that was that was probably the worst movie i watched this year maybe the worst in a couple years i don't know it was horrible and I can't wait for part two to come out this year. It's going to be great. So you can you can watch it. <laughs> you hate that too. I don't know, man. I guess I probably won't watch it when it comes out. But yeah, it was it was really bad. So uh, how about you, Shane? You watch anything awful non horror this year? Oh, he's doing the potatoes. Is anyone there? Are you still there, Mike? Oh, I'm here. Oh, okay. All right, we'll just, we'll just have to wait till Shane mixes the potatoes and puts the chicken in the oven. I'm so glad he didn't put it on mute. Mm. Mm. <laughs> There's the door closing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sorry, I was sorting my spuds out. Oh, yeah. How are they looking, Shane? They're looking good. I've just coated them in corn flour, black pepper, and garlic. So Really? Corn flour? Yes, corn flour help, gives it a crispier edge. 
And, and you bake it in the oven after you boil it? Yep. Right, right. Boil them for about 10 minutes. Parboil them for about 10 yep. minutes. Drain the water. Leave them to dry out for a few minutes. Toss in some black pepper, garlic powder, and maybe a little mustard and a little um, corn flour, just a teaspoon. Toss it all together, put it in a tray, and leave it to roast. So now I've heard of doing like corn flour and frying them. I've never heard of corn flour and baking them. That sounds crazy to me. No, you're roasting them. That's the thing. Roasting. Roast them. Roasting. Get out of here, you roast. Yeah, fucking. Um, <laughs> no, roasting them gives it a really crispy edge. All right. And they are so good. We'll have to try that next time. So, Shane, mm-hmm. was there any non-horror movies that you watched that you hated? Um, <laughs> I have this tendency, if there's a movie that looks like it's going to be non-horror, and uh, it, just by the trailer alone, doesn't look great, I avoid it like shit on a toilet seat. So, basically, when it comes to non-horror movies, I've not watched much, well, if any, in the way of non-horror movies last year. Um, the only ones that I've really watched and, enjo- and enjoyed are the ones that I mentioned. So none come to mind? None come to mind. Well, then we, we got to move right on to the best horror movies that you watched this year then, Shane. Oakley Doakley, I can do that. Um, best, best horror movies that I watched in 2023. Let me see. Um, actually, do you know what? You guys go first. <laughs> no, no, I say this because this is going to make... I'm, I've got to think about this one because yeah. I watched quite a lot and there wasn't that, over, there wasn't, um, that many that I found particularly fantastic. If you see what I mean, mm-hmm. there are films that I really liked, but not horror movies that I was like overly, oh my God, this was amazing kind of thing. So you guys go first because that will give me time to think about it. All right, Mike, what do you got on the top of your list? The best horror movies of the year. So spoiler, I already, I already said them, but um... <laughs> well, no, I edited that out. It's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Fall of the House of Usher um, was, and uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter uh, were my, my top ones. Like Shane, I didn't really find anything this year that was like, oh my god, go rush out to see this. Um, unless you count Godzilla Minus One, a horror movie, then yeah, go go immediately watch that if you can, in the theater. Mm. Um, but yeah, Fall of the House of Usher, and Last Voyage of the Demeter are my top ones. I thought Last Voyage of the Demeter was super underrated. Not many people are talking about it. I don't fucking know why, because it's awesome. It's a dude in a fucking Dracula, um, like, monster makeup type thing. They use CGI when they had to. It wasn't, like, filled with CGI. Um, and The Fall of the House of Usher had an amazing script to it. Every single episode was written perfectly um i thought the first few episodes were a little on the too moderny side um i didn't really like relate to it at all but as they as they got more into it i was like okay this is this is actually really great uh his lemon um dialogue was jesus shane (laughs) his lemon dialogue 
<laughs> this lemon dialogue is fucking awesome. If you just like uh, YouTube that alone, it's brilliant. Um, some movies I thought that they were okay, but they were still good. Uh, Cobweb, I thought was a little overrated, but I still gave it like a seven out of ten. Yeah. Um, Renfield was really fun. Oh, Renfield was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was that was pretty fun. I, I had to watch it twice because the first time I fell asleep in the movie theater. But uh, <laughs> the second time I watched it, I watched it uh, in November, and I thought it was I thought it was really fun. Nicholas Cage is hysterical. He's so good in so, that, too. He's so good, yeah. Um, VHS 85, I gave like a 6 out of 10. I, I didn't think it was as good as the um, two entries ago, mm. but it was better than the last entry, which was garbage. Uh, so yeah, VHS 85, I think it was worth watching and I'll probably buy it if I see it. Uh, Resident Evil Death Island was this animated movie. Um, I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, so there wasn't a lot of movies like horror movies this year that blew me away. I don't really know. I think it was kind of a weak year for horror, to be honest. I'm I'm with you. I, I was, I was thinking the same thing. There wasn't like one standalone horror movie that like blew me away that I was like, Oh my God, this is like, yeah, this is, you have to watch this movie. This is what horror is now. Like nothing, nothing really stood out for me like that. Right. Well, yeah. I've got my list. I've got my, I do have my list. All right, Shane, let's hear it. What do you got? Right. Well, honestly, a lot of people didn't like it. I really enjoyed it for what it was. Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Um, I've also got Smile, which I thought was really good. Thought that was, although it was a trope that had been done before. This one I liked it because you actually got to see the protagonist in it. Smile yes. came out in twenty two. You're out. Oh bollocks! <laughs> All right, well, fuck that then. Cocaine bear. <laughs> that was okay. Cocaine bear. I don't care what anyone says. It was so stupid and so fucking hilarious. It was just genius. I mean, who doesn't love the idea of a bear getting ripped to the tits on coke? And going around <laughs> and massacring a load of fucking drug dealers. What's wrong with that? R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Um, well, yeah, R.I.P. Ray Liotta. Yeah, but um, yeah, so People Dead Rise, Cocaine Bear. I'm going to say Smile because I fucking can. Because um, I watched it this I watched it this year as well. Doesn't count. Um, and I'm also going to go with what <laughs> might say Fall of the House of Usher. Because that was just fucking mind-blowingly good. Mm-hmm. I wish I watched that. I, I, I was I was deciding between watching that and watching uh The Haunting of Bly Manor because I was like, Oh, I got some I got some spare time. I was like, Oh, I'll start watching one of these and I'm like, Oh, I'll do Bly Manor because I'll just go in order of the Flanagan verse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I'm like <clears throat> I'm like dragging my feet on this fucking show. I'm like, Oh, it's so fucking um, boring. I seriously, don't... man, it's no <laughs> But Bly Manor's Bly Manor sucks in comparison to Hell Hill House. Uh, listen, I know. I'm watching it. I'm like yeah. fucking good. Right. <laughs> but I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make my way Russia. through it. So anyway, yeah. House of Russia. Yeah, House of Russia is just superb. So uh, on uh, on my list of great horror movies that I watched, I know we talked about Godzilla minus one, but I put it on my horror list, and it's it's my favorite horror movie of the year, uh, as I consider it that. Uh, it is 
And there's so many good things to say about it. Like everything from the acting, the special effects, the fucking music. Oh my God. When Godzilla shows up downtown and they play the old Godzilla theme in the theater, like it hits my chest was shaking. Wah, wah, wah. I'm like, oh my God, it's Godzilla. Like that, it was awesome. <laughs> The boat scenes, oh my god, the boat scenes are so good in this movie. It's like you could see the guy was influenced by Jaws, and in, in, in like there's like so much stuff that goes into the movie. And it's one of those ones, like all good Godzilla movies, like it, it's themed about something. It's, it's not, you know, just a giant monster attacking. Like there's a lot of good stuff about the characters in it. And I know a lot of people were like really big on Shin Godzilla, and I was kind of mediocre on it. I rewatched Shin Godzilla, and it does not hold a candle to minus one. Minus one fucking blows it out of the water. I don't care what anyone says. It's like I, I'm gonna have a look. I'm not even sure if minus one is in the cinema anymore in the UK. Um, yeah, I don't even know if it's in the US anymore. They were doing another a rerun. They were playing it in black and white, which I don't know how that's if that's gonna be good or not. But uh, okay. Yeah, Minus One was, like, my favorite of the year. Um, other really good ones, like you mentioned, Mike, Last Voyage of the Demeter. I really enjoyed that, and you're right, nobody else is talking about that fucking movie, and I don't know why. I thought it was just a great isolation horror movie. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Cobweb. <clears throat> that was fun. Uh, I liked Evil Dead Rise. I think I had that at, like, a seven. Um... One I really like too, Infinity Pool. A lot of people had some negative stuff to say about it, but I thought it was, you know, Brandon Cronenberg does a great job. Um, this one's interesting. It's got Mia Goth in it. She's like super naked. That's great. Um, really gory, really weird. But, you know, it's kind of what you expect from a uh, Brandon Cronenberg movie. So I like that one as well. Oh. That was up there. I watched Saltburn the other day. Oh, I've heard good things about that. It was all right. It's um, it was a bit weird, a bit confusing in places. But once you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, I see. It's just um, found it very strange. But it's basically about a guy who's like a uh, very much a narcissistic teenager who um, does everything he can in his power to get whatever it is that he wants in his life. But there's more to it than that. So you will have to watch it to understand it. But yeah, I thought it was a bit excessive for what it was. Mm. All right. Hang on. I've got to go for a piss. All right. Shane's pissing. So one other one that I watched, um, and I'm counting it now because I know it won't count next year, even though I watched it like this week, I'm counting it in 2023 because the movie came out in 23 is um, When Evil Lurks, um, directed by uh, Damien Rugna. I don't know how to say it. He's Argentinian. Argentine. Uh, he, he also had done uh, Terrified back in the day. And, oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's another Argentine film uh, about two brothers that visit a nearby farm, and one of the folks that lives there is uh, Rotten, um, meaning he's like semi-possessed by a demon. And if his cycle is allowed to complete and he dies, he'll give birth to like a full-on demon that'll like take over the world or something. 
And um, I guess this is like they build this universe where these things are happening and they sort of explain it as the movie goes on. But like these two guys team up with a um, landlord to get rid of this bloated demon guy and they fuck it all up. Shit goes sideways. And like now the evil is like spreading because of their, their bad interactions with the demons and there's, like, all these rules that they're supposed to follow. Like, you're not supposed to injure one. You're not supposed to steal anything. Like, don't use electric lights. Like, there's all these, like, rules that go along with it. And they really build this sort of world where people have to deal with these demonic infestations or whatever. And there, there's a lot of, like, set pieces in the movie that are so fucked up and, like, disturbing imagery that gets stuck in your head and you're like, Oh God, I'm going to like, you think about it like a week later, you just think about that one thing that happens. And like, there's fucked up stuff. There's animals, animals get possessed. There's like animal deaths and children deaths. Like no one is safe. The elderly, everyone's just getting fucking brutalized one way or another. And there's no, like, you know, we, we watch horror. So we know the tropes of like, Oh, they're not going to kill the dog or they're not going to like kill the baby. Nobody's safe in this. Fucking nobody. So it's 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 rough. It's on Shudder, um, which Shane, if he's still there, probably not. Uh I recommend watching this one. Uh it's all in Spanish and it's you know got subtitles, but it's really good. Uh I th- I think it, it would it'll definitely go on my top list. It's not as good as Godzilla, but I really enjoyed it. And of of the horror movies that I watched this year, this one's probably going to stick in my head the most, but mostly not because like the whole movie's like brilliant, but because of like those individual set pieces that are just like super fucked up. Um, But yeah, it's worth a watch uh, when evil lurks. So I think you'd like it, Mike. There's one scene that, Oh, I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's, like, a scene involving an animal and a family, and you're like, oh, God, this is horrible to watch. <laughs> I can't watch it. So, yeah. A warning out there. But, yeah, uh, that's what I got. I, I'm saying Godzilla's my favorite, man. That's it. Cool. Uh, So what do we got, Mike? We got worst movies we watched this year. Yeah, worst uh, horror. Worst horror. So I I don't know about you, but I know you said there wasn't like a big standout horror movie. I feel almost the same way about worst horror movies. There's not like a standout, wow, this was so bad. Everything was just kind of bland and mediocre for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Um, but the, the bland and mediocre kind of dip. I've got three movies that I gave four out of tens to. Yep. And those are my like worst movies. The first one would be Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, which was horrible. Oh um, shit! Hello. Do you need a minute? I was just talking to Ziggy. So Pet Cemetery Bloodlines was uh really bad i thought uh, the characters were fucking awful they tried they got like david duchovny in this fucking thing like i don't get i don't know i i just thought that was really bad um there was a ton of cgi in it they tried like um expanding the the 
Pet Cemetery universe, I guess. Uh, but it didn't really work. Uh, I thought the lead character was decent. Um, the acting wise, like it wasn't bad. Um, then I, I put Evil Dead Rise as a four out of ten because I thought that was really bad. I don't understand why people liked it. Um, I thought the the dialogue was really cringy, especially in the the trailer. The like, mommy's with the maggots now. It's like okay. Um, some of the effects were good. Um, I liked the lead actress. But I, I just thought it was too... You could tell what was going to happen at any given time. Um, I thought it was just bland. Like, I don't know. I, I The one, like, towards the end of the movie where they find the thing in the hole, it's just everything was too convenient and just annoying. And I just saw where it was going the whole time. And then you log on to, like, internet, everyone's like, this is one of the best movies of the year. Like, no. Um, and then uh, Consecration, what I gave a 4 out of 10 to. This was, like, a random Shudder uh, horror movie that yeah, I, I that watched. I and it was very bland. Like, I didn't even hate it. Compared to the other ones, like, Consecration is, like, the best one out of the out of the worst. <laughs> I gave it like a six. Um, I was I was more positive on it because I love religious horror. But yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, so do I. I I hated the lead woman though. I thought she was real stupid. <clears throat> like in the beginning, you know, like you could totally know where it goes. Like in the beginning, she's trying to find like something to do with her dead brother, and like she's she stays for a few days at this like. Uh, place I, I wanted to say like what what do they call it like a convent yeah it's like a convent yeah a nunnery yeah, and she like where you hatch nuns yeah yeah where they hatch nuns um she stays there and then like they like take her clothes away and she's like that's a little weird and then she's like wearing this like nun thing and she's like that's a little weird it's like yeah that's fucking weird get the fuck out of there <laughs> I'm stupid stay here with these nuns. Yeah, there's a bunch of nuns acting all weird and shit. You fucking leave. You don't just stand there and be like, oh, I got to find out. Leave it to the fucking police. Fuck off. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my, uh, those are my top worst movies of the year. Nothing stood out that was like horrendous, in my opinion. Um, but I did stay away from a lot of movies. Like, I don't know. I, I watch movies that I think I'm going to like or has like interesting premises. And it's it's rare that I'm like really that let down. Uh-huh. Where I'd give it like a like a one out of ten or something, you know, like it would it would just be like bland. Or I'm like, eh, the premise is cool, but um, yeah, I I yeah, those that's pretty much it. Like I didn't really find anything that was really that awful. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you too. Like I even on my list of mo- the worst you know, horror that I watched this year, it's not even that some of them were even like bad. I, I consider them more disappointing. And the lowest one I have rated is a four. And other than that, there's a couple fives. Like I gave subspecies five, got a five out of 10, which isn't bad. It's actually probably the best score you could give a full moon movie. Um, but I enjoyed some of it. It wasn't a great movie, but like it was disappointing because it wasn't, it, it's the worst subspecies movie. So, you know, 
is hoping a little bit better than that. Um, one that was actually, again, this could be argued not to be a horror movie, but if you watch it, they're really trying to make it a horror movie is a haunting in Venice. Um, which is one oh, of those, yeah. it's, it's a Poirot movie, the detective, um, Kenneth Branagh. And I really like those movies. I like the, like, whodunit things. You know, it's an Agatha Christie, you know, detective movie. But they really, really, really tried pushing this into a horror movie. Like, they were as hard as they could. And it was the worst of all of those detective Poirot movies. Uh, I've seen some people like, oh, I really liked it. And it was fun. And, it, you know, a change of pace for those movies. And I was just like, it fucking sucked. Like... You know, that was another 5 out of 10, just disappointing, a waste of a great cast. I don't know. Um, and the worst one I got this year, and I hate to do it because it this hit a lot of other people's worst movies of the year. Again, I gave it a 4. I didn't give it a 1. I didn't give it a 3, is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. And <laughs> I, it, no, like, I'm not... I've not even watched it. I remember I'm watching it and I'm like, this isn't as bad as everyone says. It's just like a shitty slasher. Like, which the worst thing I could say about it is that it's mediocre. You know, it's, it's not the worst movie I've ever watched, but this year just didn't have anything that really stood out as being like stinkers are great. And I don't know. That's kind of the most disappointing thing I could say about it is like, I would love to be like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It's not. It's not as bad as Justice League X Ruby Part 1. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is what I got. How about you, Shane? Any real bad horror movies you watched this year? Um, I'm just trying to think. I mean, there's been a few um, that I've seen that have been fucking dreadful. I'm trying to think of the stuff that I've seen on the Netflix. Yeah, there's got to be some bad but, stuff on there. Oh. Well, there are some, there is some bad stuff out there, but I've just. What were the films you were talking about again? I, I said a haunting in Venice, uh, subspecies five, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, Mike had um, Evil Dead Rise, <laughs> which was on right. your list of best. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't know. There was one film I did. I picked up on a blind purchase, so I have this going free if anybody wants it. Um, a film called Pray for the Devil. Um, basically, is about a. Uh, it's a nun. She there's this nun works at the Vatican, and basically she has this knack of being able to help kids that are possessed by some kind of demon spirit thing and um it's basically her how she's like some hotshot nun who can basically um get the spirits out of the people um and it was essentially it was supposed to be some big budget movie but i don't think it made it very far um i think it was literally a straight to dvd classic in the uk because i don't even think it went to the cinema um, I bought it on a blind purchase because I wanted something new to watch and I watched it and I was like, oh, is that it? Um, not quite one of the classic, I'm never going to get those 90 minutes back movies, but, you know, it was watchable. Yeah. Um, another film I watched was Eight for Silver, 
which uh, I bought on the same day as Pray for the Devil. And this one's a werewolf movie. It's a werewolf movie with a twist where people are basically, they're cursed, and they're cursed to become werewolves. But when the werewolf dies and they do an autopsy, the person is inside them. So the werewolf itself stays whole. Ew. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It was it, <clears throat> right. No, story-wise, it was really good. It was just poorly executed, and it just felt to me it felt they could have done so much more with it. And because it was set in a village in the eighteen hundreds, it's very obviously it's there's no high tech or any any kind of shit like that. The effects are practical. They're all practical effects. There's a couple of CGI moments, but the, the practical effects are pretty good. Um, but there's a feature on, on and showing you how they did some of the creature effects, and they're really good, really well done. But it was just, <clears throat> it's just, I just felt it could have been a lot better. I had it, it started off really good, but it just kind of went downhill afterwards. And it was like one of those predictable endings where you're like, really? So I think those are my two worst movies, just on the strength of me wasting money on them. Did anyone watch The Pope's Exorcist? No. No. <laughs> that, that trailer looked so bland. I'll tell you what else looked really shit. It was the new um, Exorcist movie. Oh, I, I purposely didn't watch that, but that does look awful. I saw the trailer for that, and I thought that looks shit. <laughs> a I guy, a guy I work with friend. was talking to me. He's like, oh, did you see that trailer? I go, yeah. He goes, what'd you think? I'm like, I thought it looked like the worst fucking trailer I've ever seen. He goes, really? I thought it looked good. I'm like, I don't know. Man, it looks fucking terrible. That was awful. That film was fucking... Oh, well, no, I never watched the film. It's just the trailer. And then watching... Because obviously I watched the what, um, um, what Horror stuff on YouTube. And that actually gave it a really bad review as well. I don't think anyone gave that movie a good review. I'll have to watch it. We'll find out. I'll put it on next Yeah, let us know. So... Now, how about, I don't know if you guys <clears throat> thought about this at all. Was there anything new, like an, a, an older movie that you watched for the first time this year that blew you away? That you were like, oh my god, how have I missed this? I don't think we have enough time for all those movies. <laughs> Alright, I just um, want to give one, one shout out to one specifically. Old movie, 1980, Something Wicked This Way Comes, I fucking loved it. And it's going to become a staple of me watching now. Like, I, I loved it so much. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't watch this before. So, oh, no shit. There was a, a great thriller I watched called Rope. It's an Alfred Hitchcock movie from 1948. Rope? Um, Rope. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, like, I, that's the first time I watched it. Um, I watched it a couple weeks ago. I loved it. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. So good in it. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> Um, I watched for the first time Ricky O, the story of Ricky. Oh my god. <laughs> I wish I could watch that for the first time again. <laughs> um, I watched Body Snatchers from 93, which was phenomenal. Who's in that one? Oh, um, 
Let me see real quick. Because I, I, I watched all of them, like, in one week one time, and they just blended Arlie together. Arlie Ermey's in it. Oh, okay. Uh, Meg Tilly, Arlie Ermey. Um, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. I wasn't really expecting much because it was just like a, another Body Snatchers movie, but the effects were really good, and I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched uh, David Lynch's Existence for the first time. I thought that was pretty Kronenberg. good. Yeah. What did I say? Uh, Lynch. Oh, did I say Lynch? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, Cronenberg. I, I um, got that vinegar syndrome. I haven't watched it yet. It, it's it's uh, on my shelf to watch. I watched it before I got the, the Blu-ray on oh, it. Oh, that's the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's like I watched it, and then they announced it. Oh, okay. Um, I watched Twin Peaks The Return, which I thought was really good. I didn't think it started out really well, but um, I thought it ended very good. Yeah, um, the soundtrack for that one, like... I watched Memories of Murder, which was great. 2003, uh, I believe it's a South Korean movie. Um, what else did I? Linnea Quigley's Horror Workout. It's a television. <laughs> I watched <laughs> that. It's like the opening scene is Linnea Quigley just no shirt on it's fucking awesome terrifier 2 i watched horrible great yeah um can't wait for three (laughs) spider baby hysterical never seen it before then down i saw it in theater like halloween yes another great one yeah uh, Smile was one of the worst movies I've seen in recent memory. <laughs> was it on Shane's? I, th- you, Mike, do you have two of Shane's top movies on your worst list? I think so. I, I thought Smile <laughs> was horrendous. The, yeah, everybody but... in that movie was fucking stupid. I thought, oh god, I gave that a three out of ten, which like under four is very rare for me. That movie sucked balls. Um, <laughs> let's see. Talk to me sucked. Yeah, that was shit. I gave that a six. I, I I liked it enough. I thought the ending was great, but the rest of the movie was real fucking slow. Um, Did I watch that? Talk to me. What the hell is that? That's where they like shake the hand of the. That was on Netflix. Was it? I don't. I don't know. I saw it in the theater. Unfortunately, oh. I watched that on Netflix. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I watched a lot this year. I. I <laughs> I watched The Wraith from 1986. Yes. Mike, you're just listing my favorite movies now. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that before. I gave that a 5 out of 10. I thought it was, I didn't love it. Didn't hate it. <laughs> that was that was a large part of my childhood. My brother and I would watch yeah, that movie yeah. all the time. Um, I watched Demon Seed, which was hysterical. Oh, I think I saw Demon Seed. Yeah, it's when like the AI like impregnates that lady. Yes, that <laughs> was real. I thought that was really good. I thought it was really fucked up. Um, but where the Slender Man was horrible, Evil Dead Rise was fucking stupid. The Meg I watched for the first time, I give that a six out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> I watched The Craft for the first time in June. Wow, I thought it was really good. I gave it an eight out of ten. Uh, the C- Color of Night, you get to see Bruce Willis's Ding Dong, but that's not a horror movie. Oh, I've seen uh, that one. That's the one where uh, Fraser's dad's in that, right? Yeah. Okay. I watched Resurrection based off your 
um, oh, recommendation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. That was good. Uh, Calvera, I watched. Watched The Nest for a, a podcast episode on Dead. Yeah, there's there's a lot here. I'm only up to to June right now, but I'll stop there. But yeah, I watch a lot of new uh, newer to me horror movies sure. that I was trying to get caught up with. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think I got over all the, the ones that I genuinely liked, but I'm other first time watches. I don't think I got anything that really. St- I watched a bunch of really ba- really bad um, like sci fi channel movies on Tubi. So, but oh, I hardly God. count those. Like, yeah, okay, those are three out of ten, but like you expect it. Um, yeah. So, oh, one I watched for the first time. I wanted to bring up that I fucking absolutely despised. It was one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time. Was Jigsaw from twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen? Uh, don't ask me what number saw it is. I don't know. Um, but I I gave it a three out of ten. I fucking hated it. Is that the one with Chris Rock? No, that's Spiral. I I enjoyed that one a little bit better, even though Chris Rock is bad in it. Um, but I like the story in Spiral. I gave that like a six. But Jigsaw is oh, the one like before Chris Rock. It's horrible. I read the book for Spiral fucking years ago because it was actually a book. What? You're probably thinking of that other Spiral movie, Shane. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> Junji Ito, I think, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Japanese Spiral, you're saying. Yeah. What's up, Ziggy? So, anyway, uh, that's about all I got, Mike. Did you, did you have anybody write in for any of their stuff? Um, yes, I think, uh, let's see, I think British Gooch. British Gooch. I had posted a a thing on Instagram. I asked people's opinions, what their best and worst were. Uh, let's see. Patrick Timothy Shaw said, best is probably between When Evil Lurks and Renfield. Two completely different movies, but love them both. Really enjoyed The Last Voyage of Demeter 2. Worst is Exorcist Believer, although I did watch the Wayans Brothers' A Haunted House 2 on Tubi. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. Um, you tagged British Gooch. He goes, Evil Dead Rise was a major disappointment, but I feel it warrants a second watch. No, it doesn't. Um, he also said, The Pope's Exorcist was okay. Oh, it's more wow. entertaining for how... <laughs> it's more entertaining for how ridiculous Russell Crowe is in it. Scream 6 was an abomination. Sister Death was a boring and unnecessary prequel. The Black Demon, a movie about a giant shark, barely has the shark in it, and only had a few kills. Totally Killer was a surprisingly fun watch. Infinity Pool is overhyped, pretentious garbage. Yeah, it sounds right. (laughs) (laughs) VHS 85 was a good watch. The Passenger started with a phenomenal opening, but fizzled out the rest of the film. And then uh, Manita Bonita also commented she goes i'm still more scared and disturbed by documentaries and movies nowadays many movies we watched this year left us wanting more with one or two good scenes and then fizzling out towards the end which is pretty accurate um shout out to kua sarah the bone woman for those of you who speak french for more of a multifaceted intriguing storyline okay uh british gooch also said try to like when evil tried to like when evil lurks, but despite a few shocking moments was boring. The puppet man was interesting, but doesn't warrant a rewatch. It's a wonderful knife was a good time, 
but was also a little predictable. The sacrifice game had a potential, but didn't hit, live up to it. It was also very predictable. Wait a second here. Who said, oh, when evil lurks back, Patrick Timothy Shaw. Okay. Yeah. I was like, he just said that he liked it. Now he's saying it's over. Yeah, that's all who uh, commented on my post. Um, a friend of mine, Nathan, I was chatting to earlier. He um, he said he watched, he thought Where Evil Lurks was great. Um, he said he watched the new Exorcist and he wasn't impressed with that. Um, he said Talk to Me was great. Evil Dead Rises was good. Um, he said he liked he liked Megan, but he's, he said it's classed as horror, but it's really not. And I agree. That came out um, this year, Megan? I feel like that's old. I think Megan was last year. Oh. Let me let me see. Oh, let's get Mike on at the arbiter of what came out this year. Sorry, I like that thing's a little bit fucking organized. Listen, that came out in 2022. Does not count. <laughs> let me ask you this, okay? Because I know there's an example here. There's that Christian Bale movie where he like hunts down Edgar Allan Poe or something. Um, that got released in 23, but it says 22 on it because it had like a limited theatrical run in 22. So guess what? It came out in 22. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> well, that was neither the best nor worst. That was a fucking lame that looked movie. Mediocre. That looked really plain, mediocre, it but I really like, love Christian Bale. <laughs> if you want to watch Christian Bale, then it's worth it. But if you have any other reason, it's not worth it. <laughs> You're like, I just want to stare at Christian Bale for a couple hours. Oh, here you go. Perfect. If I want to get an Edgar Allan Poe, I'll watch also Usher. Mm. All right, fellas, let's wrap this up because there's football on and I'm hungry and I think I'm, ready, on. For, I'm ready for a beer. What else do we got? Nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. I haven't showered in two days, so I'm going to go do that probably. Wow. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to go and check on my chicken and vegetables that I'm roasting. Baking chain. Yes. Yes. Fuck you all. Fuck you all. All right, fellas. Well, we're going to have to start doing some more podcasts here. Yeah. Well, maybe if some uh, good movies will come out this year, we'll do more. Or at least bad ones, at least. Then we have something to yell about. Yeah. Well, I guess moving forward, I'm going to start watching more Tubi and uh, make my life worse, I think. We could do do like a Tubi episode. <laughs> Tubi exclusive. And just watch. There's, you a guys lot of There's a lot of Tubi say, exclusives. You, yeah, you guys can do the Tubi stuff. I can't. Mm. Can't get Tubi in the UK. Well, you're going to have to just work on that, Shane. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe do I. All right, fellas. Let's wrap this up. If uh, anybody wants to get a hold of the podcast, you can hit us up at allyouneedisbloodpod at gmail.com or the Facebook group All You Need Is Blood. If you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Ryan Tudelo and on Facebook and Instagram, All You Need Ryan. And, uh, yeah, reach out and let us know why Godzilla is not a horror movie. And I 
will fucking ignore you because I don't care. <laughs> Mike, how about your contacts? Uh, I'm on Facebook. I do the Instagram. I, I don't post on the Instagram, though. Um, I should. I really should. I really should be, be engaged with our uh, millions of fans out there. I know. However, I, I ran out of things to post. I don't know what to post. Uh, I find it boring just to take a picture of like my killer clown from outer space statue and be like, hi, what's everyone watching this weekend? Yes. Exactly. So I post when we have new episodes or recording and uh, yeah. So if you message me on there, I probably won't answer it because I have no idea that you sent me one. Um, <laughs> I, log- I actually logged in for the first time today in months, and then we had like messages and like comments and so I'm like, oh, oh. Well, well, well. I'm not the only one who does not answer Instagram messages. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I run. Even on my main Instagram page, like my cousin will send me shit, Val will send me shit, and I'm like, why? I Just accidentally messaged you last night. <laughs> You what? I accidentally messaged you last night. I was trying to send <laughs> I was trying to send something to Miles. And I was like, I I I don't know. I just saw M and I'm like, oh that's gotta be it. Well not M. It was a um <laughs> I was like the next I just hit the next one and hit send and I was like, Oh, that's Mike Whittemore. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so if you oh, want a oh, link to oh, a guy oh, that sells bootlegs, Mike, I, I got you covered. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, Shane, how can people get a hold of you? You can get me on Instagram, RoboGene74. I'm not going to bubble with Twitter because I don't bubble with it anymore, and Facebook is redundant. I haven't opened it. You mean X? No, I don't mean X. Don't you? Don't don't X people have to pay now to use it? Sometimes. What the fuck is going on? I don't fucking know. Elon Musk can suck my fucking nuts as far as I'm concerned. Sponsored by Tesla. Yeah. (laughs) I actually blocked him on Insta, um, on Twitter. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, he has never given us money, despite all the times we've asked for it. Yeah, even if he just gave us, like, a hundred bucks. If he bought, me, <laughs> if he something. bought me a ticket to a movie, I, <laughs> I think that's all it would take. Oh, all right, fellas. Well, thanks for showing up, and thanks for everybody for listening. What the fuck was that? His vibrator is running low on batteries. That's a motorbike. Fucking vibrator. I got my front door open for Ziggy because he's sitting on the doorstep, and there was a motorbike going past. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't identify that sound. Anyway, thanks for <laughs> everybody for listening, and I'm just gonna say bye for now. Ladies, goodbye. God damn it! All right, I'm so dirty. I got a shower. <laughs> I also did not shower today, but. I went to work yesterday, and I woke up a little later, and it was snowing. I'm like, fuck, I got to get to work. I'll shower later. Never showered later. Yeah. Yeah, that happens.